I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. Final segment. If you've missed the previous segment, we actually had uh, Utah County Attorney David Levitt on the line, uh, who is quarantining in Amsterdam, uh, but had made a quick trip to Ukraine. Uh, over the weekend, and in that context, he had a conversation, uh, paid a visit to the former First Lady. He has a relationship with uh, both the former First Lady and her husband, Viktor Yushchenko, of course, who was president. Uh, He was also the one who was poisoned by Vladimir Putin uh, as uh, he was working his way through the political uh, run there for the presidency of Ukraine. And uh, just fascinating, fascinating insight there. You want to go back and catch the podcast of that later on this afternoon when we post that, uh, because it gives you some really interesting look. I I thought it was so fascinating uh, that David Levitt pointed out that what Vladimir Putin fears the most is having a successful democracy next door. Uh, That more than he's concerned about NATO or sanctions or other things coming out of the West, he's worried uh, and doesn't like the fact that a uh, a country that is on a strong path to democracy where entrepreneurship is is growing and thriving uh, and that that is a real threat to undermine the stability inside of Russia uh, because of the connections and the ties there and the family connections and the stories that go back and forth. Uh, so that's an interesting thing to me that nobody's really talking about is part of the reason all of this is happening under Vladimir Putin is He's worried Ukraine will continue to be successful and continue to grow and thrive as a fledgling democracy and that that will gain momentum. And then that changes the dynamics for him in his own country. Uh, And that's just a a fascinating, fascinating thing uh, to think through and and talk through again. We'll get that uh, podcast posted a little later. You can go to kslpodcast.com, go to Inside Sources and check out that interview again from Amsterdam with covid uh, while he's quarantining there, but has just literally been in Ukraine uh, just days before. Uh, so fascinating things there. Well, as we round out the program today, uh, we have this interesting challenge, I think, in the country today, and it's the uh, effort inequality problem. And so I want to share with you uh, something from Joe Rogan. Now, I know Joe Rogan is very controversial on all kinds of issues uh, and is very brash, uh, in a number of ways, and sometimes I completely disagree with him, often. And sometimes he gets it absolutely right. And when it comes to this idea of work and effort, that we have a an effort inequality prob- problem, I think he absolutely got it right. Take a listen. People don't want to hear that sometimes because they want to hear that you've done enough. You're amazing. You're a winner. You're a perfect person. You don't need to work harder. You just people need to accept you. And we need the government to step in and fill in all the holes, fill in all the blanks. And this income inequality idea, like there's an income inequality problem in this country. Well, guess what else there is? Effort inequality. 
problem in this country. I think your feelings are important, but I also think that people have a tendency towards self-indulgence. And if you deny that tendency, if you ignore that fact, you're going to create a, a bunch of people that think that the world does revolve around every single nuanced feeling that they have. Also, there's this rejection of responsibility and discipline and this equation. They're equating discipline with not just toxic masculinity, but cruelty. That, you know, you're cruel if you impose discipline or if you encourage discipline. And I say, you know, I follow Jocko Willink's advice. Discipline equals freedom. And I think that's real. And I think that if you can figure out a way to work hard, you will feel satisfaction from the results of that work. It, it makes you feel better. For a society that's so concerned with feelings, you should be looking at all the different ways that the life that you choose affects the way you feel about things. And if you have really accomplished goals and actually exerted discipline, done things that were difficult to do that you didn't necessarily want to do, but you knew had long-term benefits. That is a part of being like an actualized human. That's a part of being a man. It's a part of being a woman. It's a part of being a person who accomplishes things in life. And we're all engaged in this weird idea. And this weird idea is that you work and you get a certain amount of money for that, but the money's not proportionate to effort. It's proportionate to your thought process, how you find your way through things, what problem solving. It's basically a puzzle. And some people find an easy path to that puzzle. You invent something amazing. And then you're insanely wealthy. And people say, well, that's not fair. But it's not about fair. It's, it's, it's about reality. It's and an uncomfortable reality for a person with no money and no success and no idea for a product that you're going to sell a billion units. Some people don't put forth as much effort. Does that mean that everybody should work 12 hours a day, seven days a week? No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that. But it does mean that you probably can do more. You can probably work harder or think harder. And if you do that, you will, you will be rewarded with success. Not always, because there's a lot of complications to life, and you got to figure your way through these things, and a lot of times you're going to try things and fail. Again, that's uh, Joe Rogan, and I, I think he absolutely nailed it. I do think we have an effort inequality problem. I think we have, for far too long, uh, focused on entitlement and everybody getting a gold medal and uh, those kinds of things where we don't really focus on the effort it takes to achieve excellence in anything. And we just expect everything to be handed up on a silver platter and that work is drudgery, work is hard, work is negative. Uh, work work and discipline uh, and that kind of effort uh, as uh, was mentioned, uh, Jocko Willink, who's a military veteran, has a popular podcast on leadership and discipline, uh, that discipline equals freedom, that that effort, that hard work, uh, that, that's where it goes. And we, we do want to make sure everyone has an equal opportunity. Uh, it doesn't guarantee equal outcomes. But if we all have a chance, uh, that's what we're really after. And as long as we're creating opportunities so that everyone can have an equal chance to become as unequal as they want, really. <laughs> they want to put in that kind of effort and that kind of work. Uh, that's part of the process. And so we have to start questioning our our attitudes towards work and effort. 
Dr. Jonas Salk, who knew a few things about work, he often said the reward for work well done is the opportunity to do more. And he actually thrived on that. Of course, he was a legendary scientist, uh, and he was well-known for just tireless effort to find cures for disease. He was driven by a, a vision to make the world better, a healthier place. And he was all just passionate about work and the positive impact that good old-fashioned effort and work had on the body, the mind, and the soul. And while society has turned work into something that's just to be tolerated, not enjoyed, yet studies continue to show that those who have a positive view of their work, uh, those who work into their later years, they're healthier, their minds are sharper, they have higher quality of living. Uh, A wise man once said that work will always be a spiritual necessity, even and especially when it is no longer a physical necessity. And I think uh, Jonas Salk got it right. Uh, The reward for work well done is the opportunity to actually do more. And the people we know that are the most happy, those real masters in the art of living, uh, there's very little distinction between their work and their play, their labor and their leisure, uh, mind and body. It all comes together. And so you have to pursue that. And we should pursue that kind of effort and that kind of discipline and that kind of work because ultimately it leads to joy. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.